Hey guys, and welcome to this installment of The Neutral Zone. This is the first in a series of episodes which will be looking back at the European Championships, which were held recently in Lugnano Sabiadoro in Italy. Uh, yeah, we decided to do something a little different this time around. Um, rather than you just hearing the four of us ramble on, we instead decided to reach out to each of the 18 different competing European federations that were present in Italy. And, yeah, asked them to basically do the podcast for us. We asked them for a, either a voice or a written statement about their, their thoughts of the European Championships. And this episode is the first one of these. So, yeah, hopefully a few nice short and sweet episodes for you to get your teeth into. Anyway, I'm, as always, I'm Sam Ward, and I'm joined just by Catherine Thomas this time. Hi, everyone. So both of us were in Lignano as part of the Welsh contingent. So Sam plays and I was sort of a guest coach for this one as I was going to go and watch him anyway. And I just, I think we both agree that it was just a fantastic tournament with a fantastic atmosphere. And there was some really incredible dodgeball played over all four days. So if you haven't checked it out yet, you can check, find it all on the AIDB, Italian Dodgeball Association YouTube channel. And we'd really recommend you go and check that out. And talking of the AIDB, that's exactly where we start our journey with the hosts of the European nation in Italy. So Italy are, or Italy have been a, or a long-standing nation in dodgeball in terms. Uh, I think they've competed at uh, every single Euros, and this time. They, they were really out in force with their men's, women's and mixed teams all vying for competition. So if you guys are interested in how, exactly how the groups worked out, we've, we will be including everyone's group rankings and how they started the tournament in the description for each little episode. Yes, we'll do that. So anyway, that's probably enough from us. Let's, so let's hear from, well... You'll hear from me, but in the words of Matteo Mini, the uh, Italian president and, well, not the president of Italy, clearly, the president of the AIDB and uh, captain for their men's and mixed squads, uh, he's provided us with a written statement, which is as follows. Hi, this is Matteo Mini, Italian captain in the men's and the mixed and also part of the AIDB, the Italian Dodgeball Association, who hosted this event. Um, Italy's always taken part in Euros since the beginning, but it was the beginning for us as well, so since then there's a lot has changed in terms of players, experience and general commitment. In the last couple of years, we brought lots of new players onto the international stage, especially kids who are now 18 to 19 years old, as the first results of our development of the sport in our country. They are no longer people who decided to play this new game as adults, but instead picked up as their official sport when they were still in school. We're very pleased with their integration and how they performed. Some already have experience and played top-level games. For others, it was just the first time to live such an experience. Obviously, we have some other veterans as well to lead teams on courts with their experience and attitude, such as myself, Lorenzo Carai or Eduardo Ghiselli in the men's, and Camilla Nani, Adriana Sangiorgi, or Francesca Ravaglia in the women's. 
Our expectations for Euros as the hosting organisation were that everything went smoothly and people had fun and could be happy overall. We'd received many compliments beforehand for how it was organised. We wanted to wait until Sunday night to see if it all turned out perfectly, which we're glad is what happened. People seemed impressed on the schedule, the court setting, the live streams, and the chance to always stay in the same location, which was our main goal. As a team, as a team heading into Euros, uh, our expectations were first of showing the level of play we could reach after all the practice and the constant growth, showing others, but especially ourselves, that we are working in the right path and we can do good things. We never really made it official, but I think we agreed that all our teams were capable of getting into the top four places. So that was the result that we aimed for. In the men's category, we knew it was much more difficult than the the other categories. The group featured Hungary, Sweden and Wales. We've played against Sweden and Wales in the 2016 and 2017 group phases as well. I remember last year staying out, uh, losing out of the knockout phase after two close losses against both of them. Wales in the third pool of the draw was not a nice surprise, but we thought we could keep up with both of them and we could expect some great matches, which definitely happened. After a great start against the Hungarian newcomers, it was already time to face Wales. They played great, and we did as well, but unfortunately some small errors in key moments turned things to their side, and they capitalised everything with their catches. In the end, for the second year in a row, we ended up losing by just one set. We were disappointed because we realised we could also have won it. We already had to give out the chance to get into first place, and so most likely not get into the semi-finals due to the quarter-finals pairing. Next day was Sweden, a decisive match for both of us. The men who also played mixed were pumped by their results, but we started the match without the correct approach, so Sweden took a big lead. We were able to come back and fight until the very end, but once again, we ended up losing by just one set again. Another year of competing for just ninth or below. So at least, so the least we had to do was close it to get the highest possible ranking. The first match against the Netherlands was really tight until the end, when our experience prevailed and we took and kept the lead. The final match was against France. We decided to give some more playtime to the younger players, who didn't have much time in the spotlight before. So at the first, the match was very level. We were easily able to take the lead thereafter and control the game, in the end finishing in ninth position. In the mixed, we already knew of our potential. It was just a case of finding out if we were able to fully express it. And we did from the start until the very end without a single moment of weakness, so we were extremely happy about that. The first match was already the toughest one against the Republic of Ireland. It took us not long to realise what we could do and collect our first win. With that burden off our shoulders, we faced Hungary and Switzerland without conceding a single set. In the quarterfinals, the challenge was not easy. Wales again. A really great match to play, hard fought until the very end, but this time we ended up winning it. Finally, we could be happy make it into the semi-finals after so many close efforts. Happy with this, we were able to face the next opponents without fear, but just willing to show our value. Scotland are a great team after getting silver at the Euros and the World Cup, but we've showed to everyone what we can do, and the game was only was even throughout, and only at the last set did Scotland prevail.
The third fourth match was against our Austrian friends. We knew how hard it could be, for they're a very good side, but we are happy that we never gave up and were able to leave with our heads held high at the very end. In the women's, the quality of our squad was never up for discussion. Uh, in the group, they won against the Czech Republic, Sweden, Netherlands, Scotland and Switzerland. Some of these matches were harder than expected at first, as the opponent's value was very good, but the Italians were always able to control that and take a nice lead in each case. Northern Ireland was our toughest competitor, and in fact, after a great match, we ended up drawing. Before our last matches, we thought it would come down to set difference to see who came top, but Northern Ireland's loss against the Netherlands meant that our ladies ended up topping the group. The quarter-final against the Republic of Ireland was a great performance on our end, and we earned a well-deserved semi-final spot and a place in the top four teams. The semi-final was as hard as we could expect against the English world champions. Their level of play is really great, and it was hard for us to express our game at best, but we managed to win some nice sets to keep morale high. Then it came down to the most important match of the event, the third-place playoff, once again against Northern Ireland. As in the group phase, it was a very tight game, but at the end, our ladies showed their grit and took the lead with the help of the home support, and the final whistle was an explosion of joy for an epic bronze medal. Overall, I think the level of play at Euros was incredible. Each team was better than I remembered, and many matches were more hard-fought than expected. Even if one team was in theory better, we've witnessed many draws or losses by just one or two sets, or even very surprising results. Also, it seems that every team improved their level of play when facing a stronger opponent, bringing up both their value. So yeah, um, yeah, many thanks to Matteo for getting back to me on that and providing a very nice and poignant statement. Um, yeah, what were your thoughts on Italy and the tournament as a whole? Well, the general consensus seemed to be, as it was my first Euros, I've been quite spoiled. And that I think everyone there agreed that Euros has been an event that sort of increased in scale year on year on year. And that was sort of, the Italians really pushed the boundary again. So I think they said there were 44 nations attending. and 44 teams. Sorry? 44 teams rather than nations. Oh, yeah, 44 teams. So in like 13 nations? 18, actually. Well, there you go. I'll do my research next time. <laughs> um, yeah, and so they hosted us on in an old Olympic village, which is genuinely called Bella Italia. It just made, made for a really cool atmosphere. All the athletes were staying in within 200 feet of the venue. It made everything really easy. It gave a real feeling of, excuse me, camaraderie. And no, I just like, I think I'd like to thank Matteo and everyone involved on the Italian side for just a really slick event, which I think really showcased what's amazing about this sport, which is that not only is it full of people who really want to push the boundaries of what they can do physically, but ultimately it's a large group of people who like to get together and compete and have fun and make friends from different nations and appreciate what the differences and the similarities between how different nations play. 
And it really did feel like a moment for me as part of a community that I love in the UK. But to see sort of the that attitude that that extends all across Europe, I think you got it in a way that you don't get it. I've been to both the World Cups and you don't quite get it there because people don't know each other as well. But there really was a feeling of sort of like family reunion and just like, right, everyone's going to go all out for four days, push themselves to the limit. And then we're all just going to have a massive party and celebrate the fact that we can do this and the sport is growing and we're all getting better all the time and we've welcomed these new teams. I think Italy just was so welcoming, so friendly and so professional. The whole thing just went without a hitch. Yeah, I don't think I could put it by myself. I mean, yeah, I think I think everyone in Italy have been pretty inundated with compliments about how expertly the event was run and how much of a jovial atmosphere and all the rest of it. So yeah, I yeah, massive, massive thanks and kudos to Matteo and the rest of the AIDB. And I know there are a lot of people working behind the scenes, but yeah, they the amount of work and effort that must have gone in for the months leading up to the weekend and then on the four days of however many days of the tournament was absolutely insane and the fact that something of that scale can go without really any hitches at all is mighty mighty impressive and I'm sure it's a challenge they'll relish but British dodgeball have a real task on their hands to make the Euros anything but pale in comparison to this one. Yeah, I was just thinking that. I mean, new Euros, for those of you that don't know, is coming to Newcastle at some point in 2019. I believe it's June. And yeah, I was sort of watching it and I'm just so excited to see British Dodgeball reply to the Italian Euros in some way because I see no reason why this tournament just can't get bigger and better every single year. And I'm really excited to have it on home turf and to be less than a two-hour flight away. <laughs> Yeah, and who knows, maybe we'll have got a response from every nation by June 2019 and we'll be able to finish this compilation. But yeah, that's... Yeah, that uh, that pretty much does it for, for us from Italy, I think. Yeah, and yeah, so we'd like to just yeah thank Matteo again for his statement and thank you guys for listening. Yeah, and we'll be back hopefully quite shortly, with another nation. But yeah, yeah, thanks for tuning in and we'll see you next time.